once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. You can find uh, links to all our socials and where you can find us, where podcasts are available at HorizonRoundtable.com slash subscribe. Become a patron, Patreon.com slash HorizonRoundtable, and you're going to want to do that uh, probably this week because we're going to make an announcement if you haven't already heard it already. But you definitely want to do that, and of course, be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And Matt, we have a conference schedule. We have we've completed it. We we played some conference. At least games. One, a couple of couple a couple of conference games. For better but or worse, we, put, we played some worse. conference games. We did, but I want to start out with the one non-conference game that we started out the week with, and it's Oakland and and Xavier. And Oakland, as we know, has been knocking on the door of upsetting one of these Power Six conferences. And on They've Monday, been some pretty good basketball. They have been. They have been. And on Monday, they succeeded. They beat Xavier. Not only did they beat Xavier. They handled them. It wasn't like a fluke, one of those moments of like, oh, you know, Jack Golke scores 58 points from three and they couldn't stop him. And, you know, sometimes the team gets hot from three. We'll talk about that. And you can't stop them. And yeah. But that's not what this game was. Oakland just no. played Oakland basketball and kind of took care of business. Yeah. I mean, and, and you you bring up the point that you bring up the Golke point and he actually did not have a very good shooting night that night. Um, but what did surprise me was the play in the paint between Trey Townsend and definitely Chris Conway. Chris freaking Conway. He has been on, he's been on it lately. So that was definitely his, that was probably the best game I've seen out of Chris Conway since he's been at Oakland. I mean, he's been, he's been coming along and you've seen the flashes and everything. And then every once in a while, he'll have one of those games. You go, is this the turning point? Is this the one? Like, is this what it is? And Chris Conway, is up, since his freshman year, because, I mean, he's, he's a big dude, so he gets those minutes, right? Sure. Since his freshman year, he's been – his offensive game has been good. He's got a great shot. You see it from the free throw line. You see it – you know, he'll go out to the elbow and, and knock it down. Um, he, he's soft around the rim, you know, soft hands and all that, and he can go hook either way, and, and he's got a great offensive game. Campy's always said it's the defensive game that keeps him off the floor and, why you know, he's a, he's a liability and all that stuff. So – you keep hoping he puts it together. I keep uh, thinking to myself that uh, he's kind of uh, Brad Brechting in that in that regard. Yeah. For those of you that are on the horizon league in Oakland for a little bit, um, where Brechting stuck around Oakland and over time. If you've been listening to the together. podcast for as long as for as long as we've had it on, we've ta- I'm sure we've talked about Brad Brechting at least once or twice over the years. You know, and he he was a big that stuck around and put yeah. it together and and had some breakout time. And uh, you know that's what Conway. You know, Campia said. You know, you don't see these guys stick around in programs very long and develop, but that's what Conway has been doing. And and you're seeing that development. And you're seeing him come along and and have a big game. And that's what he did, did against Xavier. Yeah. He doesn't rebound particularly well, which is, again, another one of those. I mean, he had six six boards against Xavier, but 15 points and just was, was really solid. Solid 30 minutes out of him to go, along, to, to go along with Trey Townsend down low. And you know what? It's a formidable, formidable for, front court from Oakland. Now, I hate to belabor my uh, lack of love for the uh, for the any Big East crew, uh, broadcast crew on FS1. Um, cause usually it's all usually hit or miss, mostly miss. 
Um, I was amused when one of them said, at least one of them said something about Trey Townsend uh, it weighing his options for his senior year <laughs> as opposed to his future plans. I'm like, yeah. I was sitting there chuckling, thinking, uh, okay, I'll see. We'll see when we see, buddy. Some people don't do the research. Oh, this this kid must be, you know, getting all the NIL. I mean, he's getting NIL offers from other schools. Don't get me wrong. But, oh, sure. But but they don't know the story. And gee, I sure hope we have a story coming out soon for about Trey Townsend for people to read. I think that could be a really good thing. I you're, you don't you don't want to jinx it now. If only I knew that it was in the works and could be a really, really <laughs> good story for people to read in the future. To, I mean, Horizon people kind of know the story. I've, I mean, yeah. I've tweeted about it. I've talked about it a little bit. Griffin's t- taken that torch and has talked about it a little bit. But I don't think on the national scale, like, I mean, obviously these Xavier people calling this game from, you know, they, they didn't really know. But, like, I don't think anyone truly understands the scope of Trey Townsend at Oakland. Yeah, it goes true. beyond. It goes further than just his parents being there and oh, Trey coming up through Campy's camps and all that as a kid. Like the story is bigger than that, I think. So yeah. it's cool. I don't. I never have worried about him going anywhere. So now I know. I know you didn't really like the placement of this uh, the Xavier game, nope. uh, especially given how close it was to the conference season. But and in the first half of that game against Detroit. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah. Then they finally did, so so Detroit has a team that's good for maybe a half, and then they run out of gas. I think we've kind of noticed that over the year. Uh, I think we've kind of noticed that. We'll talk a little bit about that later when we talk about uh, them playing Cleveland State. But you could tell for at least one half of the game, Detroit Mercy sort of had a decent team that could hang with uh, at least Oakland. When you lack true Division One talent and depth, it catches up to you over time. And that's what, you know, so Oakland came off of this Monday game with Xavier that paid them a hundred thousand dollars. I'd like to remind everybody to go into Xavier, which is why I can't be played the game. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they had to go into Callahan, which, you know, we opened conference play for Oakland uh, down in, at the rival at Callahan hall. Um, you wouldn't know it's a rivalry game anymore. No one talks about it. There was maybe a thousand people in the hall. It was, it was bad. Um, and Oakland came out not playing well. And Detroit yeah. Mercy came out playing really well. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, somewhere then in the second half, the the issues that Detroit Mercy has, and like I said, we'll talk about it a little later on, the, the lack of depth, the lack of really a strong front court rotation really pretty much nailed, the, put the nail in the coffin for them in the second half. So, I mean, that's, and that's why they keep losing by double digits every time. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, I I've watched a lot of Detroit Mercy because I'm I'm intrigued by the whole story at this point. And yeah, that that first half they were they were the better team. And I mean, th- it wasn't a pretty game in the first place. I mean, no, it it wasn't good basketball at any point. But you know, Oakland kind of came out and they wore them down. Yeah, as you and, should. And that's what, and that's for... exactly that's what you have to do against when you know you have the depth. Exactly. Against a team like Detroit Mercy, you wear them down. They don't have any front court, and I've just mentioned against Xavier, Oakland's front court was pretty formidable. You know, um, yeah. Buru had a great game against, mm-hmm. against Detroit, and like, I mean, Delcadia couldn't hang with with Conway Townsend and Buru at the same time. Like that's no. not going to work. Nah, after a certain point in time, he's gonna yeah, that's it's gonna be bad. 
I mean, Olajuwon played 21 minutes. I didn't ever even realize he was on the floor, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. And, and we'll talk and yeah, and that's an issue for them. Um, But like I said, we'll talk a little bit more about them later on when we talk about their game against Cleveland state, but, but, but Matt, we got to talk about the game that I had circled on my Saturday games of what the, what I thought was going to be one of those games to watch Oakland versus Purdue, Fort Wayne, Purdue, Fort Wayne on, and wow. It was. I I, I, I do not know what happened, but Purdue Fort Wayne could not miss the shots. Bob, do you remember the the, the old arcade game turned every other system game NBA Jam? Yes, I do. What what happened when I had it on Super Nintendo? What happened when you had to hit three threes in a row? Do Do you remember? Oh, yes. He's on fire. He's on fire. Okay, so now imagine that you don't just have one person on fire, but the entire team yeah. on fire. This was probably this is this is what this is a John Kaufman offense at its at its absolute best. When cuz you it, it, it on its absolute best. And that's how you know that was a very outstanding game. I mean, that's probably the best game offensively that Purdue Wayne, Fort Wayne has ever played. They were one, they were one, they were one bucket short of a hundred. That was the, my only regret. They were only because they, they let off the gas. They let off the gas. I, I um, don't blame them. Can't be said after the game um, on TV that that was the best offensive performance a team has ever put on against Oakland in the arena. And yeah. you know what? I can't disagree. I mean, I don't have quite, quite the history of campy but I'm, I'm not too far off and I I have to agree I mean it was unreal and Oakland is I mean has always been labeled an offensive team that can't play defense and if you've watched sure. over the past couple of years that's changed Oakland actually that zone gives people fits and this year that zone has given Ohio State Illinois Xavier uh, the list the list yeah. for the year they have given them fits and Purdue Fort Wayne didn't care because if you're going to hit every shot you take, it doesn't matter. They were shooting over 90% in the second half until I think about the 15 minute mark, like or yeah. the, with five minutes left in the game. Like, it, it, it was, was a ridiculous. Pre- at some point, it doesn't matter how blown good, away by that. It doesn't matter how good you are when a team shoots like that, but yeah. all that to be said, don't take that credit away from Fort Wayne because we knew they were going to be a good good team this was supposed to well, be we, the horizon yeah, matchup of the day yeah we, we we knew it yeah and that we continue to say we we well i mean we probably knew that they were a good team because we grossly underestimated how they would finish <laughs> well right i mean we've learned they're a good team how about that <laughs> we yeah so yeah um they had a little bit of a scare though uh on wednesday though per Fort way against green bay so I really didn't I didn't realize how much of an impact Clarence Cummings the third had on this Green Bay team. I did not realize that. And I guess there have been they've had some injury issues. I guess Preston Rudiger was also uh was also hit with the injury bug. But with Green Bay seems like a lot better team with Clarence Cummings the third on the floor. And it showed against Purdue Fort Wayne and we couldn't nobody could figure out what was going on because they were in that game until the very end 
And it wasn't because, and I, watching the game, it was to me it wasn't because Purdue Fort Wayne was doing something wrong. It to me it was Green Bay doing as much right as humanly possible. It was a really good basketball game, and I hate I hated how it ended. I know that was that was that was heartbreaking. That that ending was kind of pretty bad. I if mean, you that didn't was catch a, it. You, you, yeah. you missed out. It was Noah Reynolds at the top of the key with the ball down what yeah. one? Yeah, down one or two, I think it was. One or two. I think it was, down, I think it was two. It. Yeah, chance to tie tie or, or win it with a three. Couple, you know, eight seconds coming out of a timeout. Noah Reynolds at the top of the key. Noah Reynolds had a great game. 16 points, oh, yeah. eight assists. That's where you wanted the ball. And he slipped. Yeah. The ball came out of his hands. Oh, and yeah. Purdue Fort Wayne had a run out. It was such a freak thing, too. It was just, yeah, it was... But but that was how close that game was, where just a freak thing cost that cost for Green Bay the win, and that is, you know, we we've been trying to we've been trying to channel the juice, Matt, channel the juice of of Sonny Wicks. Bring your yeah. own though. Bring your own. We got to bring our own, but you know, we we definitely have to. Uh, we we definitely have to. We've been kind of wishing this. Uh, mostly because you know, we we did have them a little higher than a lot of people did. I think uh, who picked them last? I think the official poll picked them last, didn't they? Might have. Yeah, something like that. Well, that's obviously not going to happen. <laughs> Seems unlikely. Seems very unlikely because then they turn around. Then Green Bay turns around. Rivalry game doesn't matter the records. Throw them out. Throw out the records. Throw out the records. And Green Bay just kind of held Milwaukee at arm's length the entire game, and and won. They won that game. Um, Pretty one note of yeah. Um, Milwaukee is has some issues. One of them being B.J. Freeman. He didn't play that game, which um, does make a difference in that score. Let's not. It does make a difference, that. but the other issue is that. They didn't have an answer for it specifically in the third, first half. Milwaukee did not have an answer for Green Bay beyond the arc at all. They had seven players in the first half. Seven players hit threes. Seven of them. Turns That's out, insane. It's kind kind of a theme on the week. Turns out when you shoot really well from three, you tend to win. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, you are right. You're absolutely right. And and it really ex- uh, the thing is it really did expose some of the issues that Milwaukee has. BJ Freeman can't guard seven guys beyond the arc. That has no. to go- fall upon the rest of the team. They also seem to they uh, the the issues in the front court still an issue. I think Langston Wilson. I think he got hurt. I don't know where he. Uh, yeah, he they had to like help him off of the court. So I don't know what his uh, I don't know what his prognosis is moving forward. But. Milwaukee got Milwaukee has some issues at the moment. Do they fix them? I don't know, but that's what it looks like to me right now. We we don't know, but can I just say, Milwaukee fans, calm down. Yeah. I oh saw some God. people calling for Bart Lundy already. Like, dude has done nothing but win. Let let him yeah. coach a little bit. Come on. Now, now I I know I know you have that philosophy, but you know I'm all I'm all yeah uh uh yeah I'm all let them fight. 
eventually Milwaukee fans are just going to beat each other up. And again, if you guys do go and beat each other up, you got to film it. We got to see it on, you know, post it online somewhere so we can see that stupid crap. Because, you know, it's it, I, it just it, just for my own selfish amusement. OK, you, you need the vine. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I. Oh, but yeah, that that was and that was Milwaukee's only game. So they're. But they're they are struggling. Like they're reeling a bit right now. They are reeling a bit. Um, I don't think there's a. I don't know if there's a timetable on, um, on BJ Freeman. I know uh, after the Southern Miss game, he had tweeted that he was having back spasms. Apparently, that was an issue from the game before that got exacerbated during the Southern Miss game. Um, so obviously that is it seems like that is still a lingering issue that clearly cost them uh, the ability to play. Against Green Bay, so they've got the top, the fighting Tommy's coming in this week too. So. Oh man, and t- yeah, didn't didn't say Thomas just beat up on somebody just uh, recently. But it wasn't yeah. Green Bay. It was not Green Bay because Green Bay beat them. That's true. No, they're going to St. Thomas. They're going to play the Tommies. Going in, into the in Minnesota. Thomas. Yeah. So, so uh, shout out to the uh, shout out to the reaching the summit guys because I know because I think uh, one of them will definitely be there to you know. Live tweet that bad boy. I think Tim Hill will be. So yeah. Absolutely. So, um, so remember when I said I was selling Youngstown State, and then I also said, well, watch me sell, watch me sell the Youngstown State, and then do something ridiculous over the. I hope week. you don't play the stock market, Bob. Oh God, no. This is why I do not, and this is also why I don't gamble either. So yeah, well, same. Yeah. These are lessons learned. Uh, cause yeah, cause Youngstown state flipped a switch this week. <laughs> they you know, if you are going to gamble switch. in the future, I might have a recommendation of a place to, uh, I'm check sure you will. But we'll talk I about will, that later. And I'll follow that up with, I'll follow anytime you mention it up with, uh, if, if you have a problem, a problem gambling hotline. And by the way, there's, there's at least one game this week that there was one, if you're like, we're watching it for betting purposes, yeah, you need to watch that. Hot, you needed to call that hotline right there. But yeah, Youngstown State just—they destroyed Cleveland State. They yeah. absolutely destroyed Cleveland State. I don't know what the hell happened to Cleveland State, but Youngstown State was an absolute monster. Period. They just everyone that predicted Youngstown State to be good this year looks real good right now. Oh, they did. They do absolutely. Um, and then they turn around and beat up on beat up on uh, uh, Robert Morris. Robert and I thought that was good. What do we do? Yeah, I think the I think they won by thirteen, but they that's one of those situations where the final score is not indicative of how the game went. Fourteen, but yes. Yeah, it was it was it got ugly real quick in that second half against uh, Robert Morris. So, yeah. Um, so I, I know we talked about how much Gabe Dines is going to piss some of us off. That dude pissed me off on Wednesday. <laughs> dude, oh, dude my explain. God. Oh, my God. That kid was absolutely – anytime he was in the paint, he basically had his way. Um. Uh, so I know that there's kind of I know the last three weeks Corey Hadnot the second has been the freshman of the week Corey Hadnot from Purdue Fort Wayne, uh, I think he's got some competition in Gabe Dines I, I really do, um, but yeah he he made yeah Cleveland he made Cleveland State look he when he was on the floor he I mean not not just him obviously the entire team made Cleveland State look bad, 
Um, Cleveland State didn't really need any help in that. But yeah, they that whole entire week for Purdue uh, for not for Youngstown State, I think they needed this. They needed the the success this week probably more than anybody to kind of quiet down the you know the lingering whispers that uh, about them and about them getting their uh, getting their roster together, getting the rotation tighter. To look at the two games uh, this week. I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> Turns out Jared Calhoun might be a good coach. Who knew? Well, you know, a bunch of people at West Virginia who wanted him to take over did. And it, you know what's funny? Because I was listening to the broadcast on Wednesday, and Rob Schmidt actually mentioned that, too. That whole entire thing about the rumors about him going to West Virginia and stuff. I'm like, wow. Okay, that doesn't usually happen during an official team broadcast. You know what? Good, good on Rob because yeah. you can't not pay attention. You can't ignore it. You know, like no, it's a thing. Absolutely not. It's 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 a conversation. It's something they, that youngs all of Youngstown, including Jared Calhoun, has to be aware of. Because here's a hint: things aren't going great at West Virginia right now. Since that. <laughs> Oh no! The, not at the all. interim hire is not not going to be a long term answer, and Jared Kelvin's no. name is going to come up early and often. Uh, oh, absolutely. absolutely! And the better Youngstown does, the more they beat you know a Cleveland State by almost thirty in league. It's going to continue yeah. to to be a thing. Yeah, you are absolutely right. And I it took a couple of more, a couple. I think it took a couple games longer this year than it did last year, but. Yeah, I think uh, Youngstown State might be because uh, uh, is is looking like they're on their way. You know what other team um, we didn't we we were getting concerned about that we thought was going to be good and we were starting to kind of question it, but then league play hits and poof, they're right everything that we expected them to be. I assume you're talking about Northern Kentucky. I am indeed talking about Northern Kentucky. Yeah, Northern Kentucky. Um, yeah. So, um. So yeah, they they handled Robert Morris. Robert, uh, poor, yeah, poor Robert they, Morris kind of got they, shafted yeah. this week. They really did. They had to deal with both of those teams. Um, by the way, the the game I mentioned a couple minutes ago that if you were wa- read, watching it for gambling purposes, and if that was the case, um, I suggest really th- considering calling the problem gambling hotline. Northern Kentucky and IUPUI was that game. At least the first half was. was I I I was listen. I didn't have it. I was I was driving around, so I I could only listen to the game and not actually watch it. But from what I could hear, it was terrible. That whole entire first half. <laughs> it was, and then Northern Kentucky showed up for the second half, and uh, yes, the, IUPUI the, didn't. Exactly. So yes, the the Northern Kentucky that's supposed to show up in the second half show up in the second half. That was kind of the same case against Robert Morris too. But yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a better scene for them. That's for sure. Uh, basically, Northern Kentucky said we're just going to handle our business because that's what we've done for years in this league, and it's the new year, same us. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was. They handled both. It. Both of their games in in very similar fashion. They were did kind of kind of close in the first did. half, and then and walked away in the second. Well, and again, let's not come back to coaching. Darren Horn went into the halftime, made the adjustments. The team came out, they executed, they won. Poof. Yeah, absolutely. Washington. And, and the Marquez work that I was wondering where was is 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 here. <laughs> he has arrived. He he definitely arrived. <laughs> 
He's just been chilling here in the corner the whole time, waiting, waiting for he his has. turn. You know? That's fine. He has indeed. You know, and here's the thing: like using the Northern Kentucky IUPUI game as the example. Yeah. IUPUI was in it for a minute there. You know, for the first half was close. It was ugly, but it was close. But then depth and lack of Division One talent catch up to you. Doesn't Again. that sound familiar? Because we've talked about a team similar to that, but we didn't talk about their second game. I don't believe. No, we did not. Um, so yeah, we talked. To, so yeah, IUP. So uh, we'll actually get back to IUPUI better, uh, later because we, I want to talk about the Wright State game. But yeah, you're. I know we're we're going to jump back over to Detroit Mercy. Now, this lack is a of team, talent. Or lack of lack size. Of, lack of they depth. They have like they have La- two dudes. They have two dudes over six four. They have they had Tyree Davis who's six six and Eduardo Delcadia who's six eight. Both of them fouled out against Cleveland State. No, hold on, so, Bob. When you when you say when you say Tyree Davis, do you mean Mike Davis? Uh, <laughs> well, depending on well, if you watch if you go on ESPN, yeah, maybe. If you haven't checked that out, if you haven't checked that out, that's insane. Click into the Detroit Mercy roster and click click on Tyree Davis and. And once again, this is that the Cleveland State Detroit Mercy game is an instance where Cleveland State did not play well at all. Cleveland State did, this week. Bob, did I know you don't want to hear that, did. but no, I I agree. They did not look very good. They did not look very good, and yet somehow they still win by eleven points against Detroit Mercy. Um, and to make matters worse, I think they got uh, Cleveland State might have some injury issues because KJ Deverick. Is has been out with his leg issue, and it looks like Jalen Rice and Ramar Pryor, who are their main, who are their main defensive pieces, coming off the bench. Neither of them, they, but looks like both of them got dinged up in the first. Jalen Rice got the start that uh, against Detroit Mercy, played a minute, hurt his shoulder, and we didn't see him again. And Ramar Pryor then also got hurt in the first half, and then we never saw him again. And now they get to go to St. Mary's, and I don't like the way that's going to go, <laughs> like at all. Um, oh, that's yeah, but but yeah, that, that's t- and that's testament because Detroit Mercy had every opportunity to get back in this game with Jaden Stone. Jaden Stone is not the problem on this team. He's good at basketball. He's really good. Jaden Stone is not the problem here. The problem is who is with Jaden Stone. And the answer is, I don't know. Because we had this Might conversation. Might as well be me. <laughs> like, I, I saw I, the eligibility. I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago where we thought it might be Marcus Tangersley. Now, he didn't show he, – he wasn't around. This you know, Against Cleveland State, it was Donovan Totley. All five foot eight of him. Or, yeah. And that was an issue. I mean, I mean, he was, and Donovan Totley has been in and on and off of the on and off of the court for Detroit Mercy for whatever reason. A lot going and, on there, at Detroit Mercy. A whole yeah. lot happening. But and, don't worry, they'll be better in the sec after the you know in the second half of the school year when they get their transfers that well, they always pretend are coming in and players will get healthy and. No, this never happens. Oh, no, this is the year. It's going to be different this time. Well, no, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Even if, even if, and I guess uh, Odin Jankovic, Jankovic, um, he got into a car accident, and we we saw this uh, earlier this week. Uh, He got in a car accident, and I think he he ended up with a concussion, so he's out. Problem with that. Shout out to the Oakland fans that uh, 
that contributed, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Way to go, guys. Um, but, yeah, he was only playing like eight minutes a game anyway. He was, I mean, he clearly wasn't the, I mean, even if Alex, uh, Alex, oh, God, Chichu. Chichu? Check out. How, how do we say that? Chichu? Damn it! You know what? We gotta go back. We, I gotta go back to the Rhode Island website and figure that out because I've been I'm terrible at I've been terrible at butchering Check his out name. Chichu, that one. Yeah. You could chalk if you're a hockey person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm. I feel such like such an idiot. We've had like how many months to figure out what you know because he's actually been. So I haven't needed the, to figure I, it out. Everybody's holding it. Well, no, and I don't think they're not gonna. If his waiver hasn't come through, it's not coming through, guys. We're not going to see him this year. And even if, even if he magically appears somewhere in like at the end of December after the semester's over in January or whatever, even if he magically appears, and even even when Emmanuel Quack, who's supposed to come back sometime this month, even if he shows up, it still doesn't address a lot of questions. It doesn't address the clear issues in the backcourt that for everybody not named Jaden Stone. Oh no, Ryan I mean, Hurst is going to come in. Off his still, foot. How get are you going to get the get the freshman? This isn't Bronny James showing up after a couple of weeks of being hurt. He he was a freshman that was a mid-major recruit at best. Like. I mean, down where there. do you go from it? I'm looking at even if you even in the most ideal scenario where you have these guys who are hurt, who are going to finally get back in the rotation. First of all, you first of all, you know, full well that they're not going to be 100 percent when they start out. They got to ease back in this. Second of all, what guarantee do you have that they're going to be able to compensate for what you're lacking? And there is none. And third of all, Quack is only six seven. Are you are you proceeding to tell me that even when we get to the to further to the further conference games, that the front court isn't going to be still be a problem? Even if you got Quack back, it, it, once even once you get Quack back, even if Chico finally gets his waiver, in the one in a million shot that's going to happen. Once you get Jankovic back, once you get uh, I mean. Even if you, even if all of these things happen, do you really think, given who they're going to be playing moving forward, do you really think that's going to be an answer for them? The answer is no, it isn't. And point me to, and once again, point me to the game that they're going to win. I'm looking at Green Bay right now. That's not a winnable game for them. Maybe IUPUI. Central Michigan, maybe, but everybody else, no. Absolutely not. Maybe they'll pull one out. Uh, maybe they'll pull one upset out in at Callahan. Looking at you, Cleveland State. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe those things, because you're going to still, no matter what, even if you, even when, if and when you get all of these pieces back, the, the the bottom line, the the same issue remains is that you're going to be okay in the first half, and in the second half, you're going to run out of gas. And that is good. And it's not and it's not any of any one player's fault. It's the fact that you continually have this issue every year with recruiting. You have this issue with health. And these are things, you know, the guys on the floor can't control. They never could. And it's been an, it's been an issue this entire time. So, yeah.
that's Detroit Mercy. We talked way too much about Detroit Mercy. I want to talk, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about IUPUI, because they lost, obviously we talked about them losing in Northern Kentucky and then losing to uh, Wright State. Uh, yeah, so that is a, I don't know about, I, I don't wanna, know about I this wanna, team, man. I want to be able to say we we mentioned IUPUI because we, we covered the Horizon League, but there's not much to talk about. They looked bad. They look like IUPUI, and that's yeah. not a, a compliment. No, right now. this is not. No, we are we are at a point where, I mean, they you know, Wright State just beat the crap out of them, just absolutely just lambasted them. They never and gave them a chance. Never gave them a chance. It was what they put. They put. They put. They succeeded in putting over a hundred on them, and you gotta. We're kind of at a point where. And then they had, you know, they had one good half against, well, one decent half against Northern Kentucky, and then, then, you know, they they fizzled, as they have, and you got to ask the question: At what point in time? I mean, I don't, this isn't looking good for Matt Crenshaw. I know we 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 like Matt Crenshaw on the podcast, but I don't know, man. This this is not. This is definitely not something. This is the the way things have been going for IUPUI, specifically the last few games. Um, this is not a good way to impress your new boss. I mean, it, and you no, can't. No, it's not. But I, but I mean, it's it's. I, I'd like to think his leash is still a little longer. I would. Th- I mean, I would hope so. But at a certain point in time, when you get to the point where you uh, you see where they're going next year, but at the same time, you got the name change, and you know, so I so obviously Matt Crenshaw IUPUI legend, but then they're going to jump over to IUI, and is that going to matter? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm not the only one who thinks this, by the way. I'm Shout out to Trilly Donovan. And basically everybody else. Um, but yeah, so you're going to have to figure something out soon. Very soon. Because right now it's not looking good for him. And you, you mentioned Wright State after a blittering IUPUI. Do you want to talk about Wright State's other game real quick too? Yeah, Davidson. Um, Return yeah. game. Uh, so yeah, um, I don't know what it is about Wright State in the non-conference that they just don't want to, they want to be all erratic and whatnot. But yeah, that's what's going on with them. <laughs> That's kind of their. That's kind of Wright State's jam. Is that you know we we do yeah they, they, we I don't know if they I don't know how they look at the non-conference, but they must look at it in a way different way than we do. Sure would help the league out a little bit if they'd win every now and then. Yeah, it really would. Non-conference uh, would be nice. Um, but yeah, it's. I'm looking. Yeah, I, I look at Wright State and I think to myself. I mean, this is a better. Uh, this is clearly a better team that shows up half the time on half the time in the non-conference. It really is. This is a really good offensive team. Oh, absolutely. Cannot play defense. And that's and that must be driving Scott Nagy crazy. Just driving in completely insane. I mean, like, he kind of signed up is, for it at some level. I mean, I'm sure he did, but at the same time he thought, "Hey, I'm a defensive guy. I can teach them these things." And that doesn't that hasn't happened this season. It really has it. So that is that's a problem. That's that's definitely a problem for them because the, you know you have to if you're right state and you you got to hang your hat on defense and you are just not doing that. 
offense seems to be not a problem, and maybe that's kind of the issue because you have this you clearly have the firepower. You just don't have any defensive defense like at all. You showed it one time against Illinois State, and that was about it. <laughs> I mean, that's a problem. I mean, IUPUI got like 73 points. Uh, IUPUI got like 74 points off of them or something like that. So, but that was probably at the near the end where they kind of put the foot up, take their foot off the gas because they were already up it by enough anyway. <laughs> right. Well, and the weird thing is, and I, scheduling in general, we just had these non-conference games in, in a flash and then yeah. we're done. Yeah. <laughs> right back to this, to non-conference. It's like it yes. never happened. And let let us talk about the non-conference because I mentioned Cleveland State St. Mary's again. Cleveland State is still is had playing the way they are. It's going to be ugly, just period. And if they got if they got multiple players hurt, which it seems like they do, that's even worse. I I'm gonna chalk I'm gonna chalk this Cleveland State uh, this St. Mary's game up as a loss. By the way, I just to say that I said it. Um, talking about injuries, uh, I forgot to mention. Um, Tone Hunter is potentially done for the season for Oakland and that's not is a good he thing. now wow uh, um basically all of her because he came back he rolled it he did something to his ankle in that game uh, um on Saturday oh um yeah and came hopping off the floor um immediately no pressure n- not putting anything on his foot uh emerged in, to start the second half in a boot and crutches and uh, an Oakland fan um at the game asked him what's going on he said not good uh-huh. so Take that for what you will. Um, we should hear Blake Lampman news this week, though. Ah, yes, that is going to be a big deal. That's, um, a, that's a big one. Um, and you want to talk some about some transitive property for you? That is basically a lot of Wednesday games because <laughs> you got Robert Morris and Canisius, you got Youngstown in Ohio, you got Toledo and Oakland, you got Northern Kentucky and Illinois State, you got Green Bay and SIU Edwardsville, and you have uh, we talked about Milwaukee and St. Thomas. Plus, you have a Purdue Fort Wayne Southern Indiana game. That that is a yet. lot of transitive property. <laughs> a everybody lot. playing everybody. It's fun. It's hilarious. The one game I do want to, I, I definitely want to see um, Youngstown State Ohio because that's in, at the scene of the crime in Athens. Um, Ball State is, for lack of a better word, balling, but and they're going to Callahan. Uh, I don't know how that's gonna go. The Toledo-Oakland game. Now, that is the game I want to see. And that, Oakland shows up oh, it's, all it's of a sudden. That, it's a question. Yeah, that is true. Um, also, yeah, so, but yeah, a lot of these are going to be, yeah, so we're going to see some similar games here. Uh, you know, between you know what's kind of fun, Bob? Yeah. Is, uh, just for fun, I, I decided to take a look at the Horizon League website because we, we are through the first week of Horizon play. And, and there was a lot of talk about, you know, win your first two games and you get to sit at the top of the Horizon League for a month, right? So uh-huh. I, I wanted to see those standings. I hadn't looked yet. I'm literally looking for the first time. And if you yeah. switch Fort Wayne and Milwaukee, the, the groupings are pretty much what we expected, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. They're not in the right place, but the, the groupings of teams kind yeah. of the, how we expected them to kind of chunk out. Again, if you switch Milwaukee and Fort Wayne are pretty much where we kind of figured Northern yeah. Kentucky near the top, Youngstown state at the top, you know, Fort Wayne, not at the top or at the top, but not what we expected, but yeah. you know, right, right state, right at the top, Cleveland state, Oakland, right in the middle, 
you know, yeah. Green Bay in the middle, which is, I mean, we had them a little better than the league, but, you know, Robert Morris, Detroit Mercy to the bottom. IUP, a little better. We had, a, like, I think, didn't we have a May 3rd, 9th Green Bay? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the, the league picked them last. <laughs> all I'm saying is not perfect, but after a week, which you can't take anything from, we're not too far off. We are not. And, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Purdue four-way notwithstanding, but I, I guess in the back of our minds, we should have known better. But that's okay. But once again, to your point, because we're making it every week, they do better when we underestimate them, and they are certainly doing that. Yeah, Absolutely. they better be careful. They're, they're going to have some uh, – some, uh, what's the word I want? Oh, my God. People are going to yeah. have some expectations for them soon. That's the word I wanted. Yeah, but they're not going to have preseason expectation for them, and I don't think it's going to matter a whole lot. Because they – remember, remember two years ago – remember two seasons ago – even when the expectations were co- uh, coming upon them, they still tied. They still finished uh, tied for first in the conference in the regular season. So clearly, they they have some. They definitely have some things going for them. Uh, I think the Southern Indiana game. I am going to chalk that up as a win because um, Southern Indiana is still transitioning to D one. So, but yeah, the rest of them. Um, yeah, so Robert Morris should be Canisius, but I don't know. The Youngstown State-Ohio game is a good one. I want to look at that one because that is definitely a game to watch, as is the uh, Toledo-Oakland game. And to your point, which Oakland team shows up is going to be a huge deal. Um, Northern Kentucky-Illinois State. Funny, funny thing about Illinois State, Illinois State beat up on UIC. You remember UIC, don't you? I've, I've heard of them, yes. Yeah, they beat up on you. They actually Illinois State beat on beat on UIC, who was actually doing pretty well this season. Like, thanks for doing that a year and a half after the fact. Great job, guys. Um, so, um, and that's going to be at Illinois State too. So, Northern Kentucky has got. I think they're going to have a fight on their hands on that one. Um, the SIU Edwardsville Green Bay game, um, I think, is also going to be a good one. Um, just because of what Green Bay has now, as opposed to what they had a week ago. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. I think the Tommies are rolling, so Milwaukee might have some problems, especially if they've got more people hurt than they had before. So, should be a good week. Yeah, and then we get in the and then we get into Thursday. Wright State plays a non D one team, and IUPUI plays Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois is historically terrible, so um, I'm gonna chalk that up as the bum fights game of the week. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. Um, oh, more transitive property on Friday, Matt. Oakland and Eastern Michigan. Add it, add It's it's the return game from last year when when Bates came into the arena. That's true. Um, so that ought to be interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that depends on how well Tyson Acuff does this time around. Cause he seems to be eating against, uh, horizon league teams. Unfortunately, those horizon league teams are Detroit mercy and Cleveland state was playing badly. Um, so you never know. Yeah. It'll be a good yeah. week. That's for sure. It'll be fun. Uh, back out of, yeah. back out of league play. That was enough of that for now. Yeah. Back out of league play. Yeah. Saturday is looking pretty Oh, Youngstown State Western is Western st- still doing badly? It seems like Western's still doing yes. bad. Western Michigan's still doing badly. Okay, so that that should be a win for Youngstown State. Um, oh, 
Cleveland State and Kent State. I hate when Cleveland State goes to Kent State because it never ends well. Got to do it, though. You got to play those in-league Horizon Mac challenges, you know? All right. Yeah. And, oh, hey, we got a, we got a uh, Green Bay and uh, Western Illinois is coming to Green Bay. So we got – so I know Milwaukee fans, I know you guys are also fans of Chad Boudreaux, who happens to be coaching Western Illinois right now. Hey, he's coming to he's coming to he's coming to Green Bay. Um, there you go. Oh, Akron and Northern Kentucky. Akron and Northern Kentucky. I and it's at Northern Kentucky, but I do not like Northern Kentucky's chances there. Because I'm not Akron counting is, Northern Kentucky out. I, I refuse. I'm not counting them out in the. At, I'm not counting them out at Truist Arena, but that's going to be tough because Akron is rolling. Basically, it comes down to hey, this was a good week. Next week's. A lot of good non-conference stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think the yeah um, definitely the Wednesday game, the Wednesday games, a lot of transitive property. So I'm I'm definitely looking at that one. I'm definitely looking at those. Should be fun. Should be extremely fun. At least I hope so. Every time we say that, then you know everything goes to pot, and then we're gonna like come back next week and be like, oh, what the hell happened? <laughs> Why does this keep happening? Because of the Horizon League, Bob. Because of the Horizon League. It's, it's what happens. Forget it, Bob. It's the Horizon League. You should know better by now. <laughs> I should, and yet here I don't. <laughs> all right, so that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, so, yeah, next week we're going to ra- we're gonna recap all of these uh, all these non-conference, going back into all these non-conference games. Until then, HorizonRoundTable.com. That's where our content is. That is where our uh, yeah, podcast episodes, everything is there. Uh, you can pull us up wherever podcasts are found. And of course, you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So tune in next week. Until then, thank you all for listening.